you're listening to episode 41 of Alexa in Canada, The Voice Experience. She's got, She's skills. got skills. My name's Terry Fisher, and here's the deal. Voice technology is changing so fast, and I'm trying my best to keep up with it. I'm here to learn everything I can about Alexa, so you and I can figure her out, and so we can make our lives more organized, relaxed, stress-free, and even have some fun. Let's learn some skills. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I have a truly all-star guest today on the podcast, Chris Brogan, and I'm so excited to introduce him to you. Just before we get to the podcast, a quick word from our sponsor. As you know, uh, the sponsor is the Alexa Conference presented by VoiceFirst.fm. Uh, This conference is taking place January 15th to 17th, 2019 uh, at Chattanooga, Tennessee, and uh, it is the worldwide gathering of Alexa developers and enthusiasts. I am enthused to be able to be presenting there, and uh, I hope you will join us there. You can use the promo code Alexa in Canada to get 20% off the tickets, which are available right now. So I will have the link to, uh, to the conference on the show notes page at alexincanada.ca slash 41. Now, I need to tell you a little bit about this very special guest today because he truly is an all-star. Today's guest is Chris Brogan, and he is uh, truly a marketing guru uh, when it comes to social media marketing and so on. He is the president of Chris Brogan Media, and he basically is an advisor to larger-sized companies, but he also helps uh, small business owners uh, through various um, educational opportunities that he provides. He is a New York Times best-selling author of nine books, and in the podcast today, he mentions that he is now writing his 10th book, uh, and this next book is going to be about how companies can extend trusted relationships through artificial intelligence, chatbots, and so on, and uh, it's very, very exciting to be able to bring Chris to uh, to the podcast. He's consulted for numerous brands, many big brands that you know of. Some of these include brands such as Disney, Coke, Google, GM, Microsoft, uh, Sony, and many more. He's appeared on the Dr. Phil show. He has interviewed Richard Branson. uh, And if that's not enough, Forbes included him in a list of the must-follow marketing minds of 2014 and they rated his website as one of the best 100 websites for entrepreneurs. StatSocial rated Chris as the number three power influencer online. So this guy knows his stuff when it comes to marketing, and it gives me uh, great pleasure to introduce him to you, and he comes on today to talk about voice technology, Uh, AI, smart device assistants, and really we focus on podcasts and flash briefings and the tremendous opportunity that we all have right now uh, in flash briefings in terms of getting your message across. So uh, again, without any further ado, it gives me absolute pleasure and I'm so excited to welcome Chris Brogan to the podcast. Hello there, Chris. How you doing? Hey, I'm swell. Thanks. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, Chris. So for the maybe like two people that haven't heard of you, uh, why don't we start off with you just telling us a little bit about who you are and what you do, and then we'll get into audio content and flash briefings and all that bit in, the, in a little bit here. 
Sure. I'm a business advisor and a speaker and author. And I guess most people talk to me about things like digital marketing, social web, that sort of thing. I have been around in some form or another for a while. I blo started blogging in 98. I started podcasting in 2005 and have been sort of on that edge ever since, just kind of looking for ways that people can use tech to drive a better human interaction. So my job now is quite often to uh, consult or help different types of companies figure out how are they going to reach people where they are and connect with them and you know break through all the noise that's out there. So I do that in a lot of different forms, and I guess that's probably the easiest way to look at who I am. Perfect, perfect. So you've been doing this for a while. You certainly uh, know 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 your stuff when it comes to marketing. And um, as I said today, I want to chat with our listeners about. Um, audio content in general, and we'll get into flash briefings. So why don't we just start with sort of your general take on audio content as a, as a form of marketing? What, what's your take on that, and why do you find that to be important? Well, one of the real benefits that people kind of don't think about a whole lot is that there's a lot of times that audio can be really useful, like commutes, uh, gym time, uh, watching kids, and you know, having just the one earbud in that sort of thing. And right. so I think that there's all these opportunities to capture busy people who aren't necessarily in a spot where they can read or sit still or whatnot. Um, the U.S. Department of Labor and Statistics had a report out that said that humans tend to consume as only 19 minutes of reading a day total. Huh. So that includes text messages, emails, you know, the boss complaining, maybe a blog post here and there. And a couple of news websites, right? So 19 minutes a day. Wow. So by contrast, let's just do video for a second. Video, uh, YouTube says they serve over a billion hours a day, 100 million of those hours over uh, set-top boxes, and like a couple hundred million of those in mobile. Switch to audio, and there's just massive amounts of audio being consumed according to Edison Research's Infinite Dial report. And so I think that there's just so many people that can be reached that, you know, and by the way, think of this, I'm a, I'm an author. I write books. I'm on my 10th book now uh -huh. to, for me to say that people aren't reading is the most depressing thing in the world. <laughs> but as people are listening and thinking about that themselves are like, Pooh, I read all the time. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you do. This is the stats. This is the number people need to be reached where they are. And so audio is a perfect kind of platform to reach people. Right, right. And so obviously you've, you've got a podcast, you've got, you've got audio content. Uh, it's obviously part of your, your personal marketing plan. Um, how, so how long did you say you've been doing the podcasting? You've been doing that for quite a while though. 2005 was it? Did well, you say? I've been podcasting since 2005, but I do something a little different than most humans is like I start and stop podcasts all the time. I usually stop around hundred or so episodes. Ah. So I don't have a the podcast the way some people do who are so thrilled that they're on episode 3005 or something. Right. Um, I think of more like series and episodic content. So my stuff comes and goes. So right now I have a podcast called Making the Brand mm -hmm. about customer experience. And it's been, I don't know, 15 or 20 episodes or something like that. So not very much. Okay. Okay. And so, but... I guess the question is, why did you decide to make that podcast? Like, what do you see? Give, what's the value that gives to your audience um, that decided you to make that podcast? Getting into people's ears, like I say, is a great thing to do when someone has a commute or somebody has some other time where they're looking to fill a spot. And so what I do, like what I deliver through those is I, I like to do interview podcasts. Um, and I, I like to do it because 
I want to show people kind of a picture of where things are going mm-hmm. uh, in this particular case. So my particular podcast, I'm saying I want to get as many different kind of voices and perspectives to say it's not just Chris telling me this. There's all these other people who can who not only concur, but are showing it kind of as, you know, executed in the real world. So that's one thing I do. Is it's, it's almost the opposite of social proof. It's more like I need to give people more proof in the pudding that they need to deliver something on their side. Interesting. And that's sort of one of the reasons that that I asked you to come on here today, because I really believe in the power of audio and flash briefings now, short form audio content. And I know you've got one. So what's your take on long form audio versus short form audio? And where do those sort of fit in in terms of uh, a marketing plan? What are the benefits of, of one versus the other? Well, I'm a giant fan of brevity anyway, and there's a lot of people who, when they decide they're going to launch a podcast, do an hour plus episode, and to me, they're just not really, they don't have enough content for an hour. They just think they need an hour because that's what they've seen other people do, and they're just sort of filling a container poorly. Mm. Um, I, I think that brevity is a really powerful thing, and I think that if you could produce enough content, then people, if they have time to consume more than one show on their commute, then fine. That's the other thing, too, is that, you know, there's a certain arrogance to think that someone wants, you know, that you should take up their entire hour. So I think that there's the opportunity that if you make a a brief enough show that someone can get a little bit of variety in their commute. Um, I think with things like flash briefings, I think there's just such an opportunity. Um, I'm lazy. I don't always do mine as daily as I need it to be. I've been kind of lax, but uh, my premise with it is that um, th- there's a really wide open market there. There's, you know, what's it? 40 something million of these devices now. And there's maybe a few thousand audio options right now. And so I think there's such a wide open opportunity that if you can give someone something really useful in a minute or so, they're going to love that experience. People go, Oh, a minute, that's terrible. But no, I mean, you could deliver lots of information in a minute and you can invite people to follow up further on your larger show. And that's, you know, a good marketing tool. Right, right. And that's, well, that's one of the things that I personally think is incredible about it is, again, just the, I, I'm, I t- totally agree with you, the brevity. I think you can deliver a lot of great content. And I think it's also a way that with the flash briefing, somebody can subscribe to it. And so you're, you know, you become part of their, their routine. Um, how important or do you feel that's important as part of uh, a marketing plan, becoming part of someone's routine? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's to me, once you're top of mind like that, once you get a, sort of a real estate spot in someone's entertainment, uh, you are golden. So I think there's just so many great opportunities to move that forward and do cool stuff. Right, right. That's amazing. So I know you've got your flash briefing. So you haven't been quite consistent with it, but I know it's out there. I know you deliver great content. Any advice for how you would go about um, choosing how to um, – just include the content in your flash briefing. How do you decide what to actually put into a short form audio piece of content that you're producing for your audience? So the way I went about doing it was I had certain information that I wanted to cover um, and I sort of built a format that would match that one minute. And so there's an intro, there's like a sort of a teaser intro, a really quick sentence about what I'm doing for them. And then the the meat of it, which is about 35, 40 seconds. And at the end, there's about five to 10 seconds of me kind of guiding them towards where I want them to go, you know, for more information like this, go to my full podcast, which is it, blah, 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 blah. And that sort of a thing. So that's the format. So in that, I, I decide I've got to put some kind of content together. Well, my particular show, the idea is that I want to show people how companies are using things like chatbots and artificial intelligence to kind of drive 
better relationships with their customers. And so I just look for stories like that all the time. I share stories like that. And then I say, you know, if you want a little more context, come to the podcast. So what I do is I give something that's interesting, something that'll raise an eyebrow, something that'll make people go, oh, I hadn't known this. And then from there, bounce them to uh, my show, which gives, you know, the full picture of why you should care about that and what it matters. Great. Great. And you said something very interesting. So you've got a little, um, you know, a sentence sort of intro teaser, and then you've got almost like a, a type of, uh, let's say, an audio branding or jingle that you you have, and then that, something that you end with. Um, how important is that in today's world with the social media and the short form audio content? That that sort of audio branding that you've got. Um, I think there's some value to it. I think that. Um, you know, I started listening to podcasts way back when, like I said, my first podcast was in 2005, the start of podcasting was 2004 and way back when, you know, I, I could, you know, sing you some of the jingles to various podcasts from that far back, you know, as if they just came out yesterday. And I, I think that we are cute as humans to sort of, you know, Game of Thrones, da, 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 da. you know, we all kind of get all excited when we hear the music or whatever. I think that. If you can do it briefly, though, and again, I think that there's there's two mistakes that people creating uh, audio content make in this form. One is they just go grab whatever pod safe audio they can find and call it good. Two, um, they make it go super super long. It doesn't it doesn't actually fit the thing. So, for instance, my flash briefing. I mean, it is less than five seconds of audio. But what's great is. Um, it's just an, and, and, and I use the same song as I do in my podcast to say, look, it's the same thing. Um, right. And it's just sort of a truncated version. And what's great is that it allows people to sort of have that. Oh, this must be Chris Brogan right now. Right, right. And that, oh, that's great to hear. That's that was that was my approach as well with my podcast and my fast briefing. I've sort of taken that audio branding and shrunken it down to make it literally a couple of seconds. And uh, but I find it as a way that people kind of they know where they are. There's the there's the identity, uh, whether it's the podcast or the fast briefing. So that's uh, great, great advice. Um, what's your take on uh, like this, these smart assistants going forward, Alexa and, and Google Home and everything like that? What do you feel as excited as, as a lot of people sort of directly in that industry are are at this time? I'm really excited. Um, I've had my hopes dashed a few different times by Google, so um, okay. I really want them to keep the project going, but you never know. Like when Google Plus came out, I thought, oh, this is the thing. And then Google just kind of decided one day, oh, oh, it's not really doing what we want. <laughs> and now it's sort of relegated to the corner. Um, so, you know, I, I take everything like that with a grain of salt. Alexa is really great for shopping and product stuff and whatever. But Alexa also relies on the Bing search engine, which means it's already kind of got a hand behind its back. Sorry, Microsoft. Um, <laughs> Google Home has some really cool things. So you could, uh -huh. you could say to your Google Home, hey, Google, what's a recipe that has kale? And it'll just spit something out and let you know step-by-step -step instructions. And you could keep telling it next. I think there's some really cool things you could do with it. Um, but what's required is that these devices um, kind of – they need us. They need us to create content. They need us to create useful skills and services. Mm -hmm. And they need us to uh, get smarter about using them for more than what time is it and asking it who is Chris Brogan. 
<laughs> right, right. Do you? I've heard some people make the make the comparison uh, that currently the the evolution of these smart assistants and the skills and the actions that are being developed are similar to when mobile really you know came came to scale ten years ago when uh, Chris jo- uh, Steve Jobs <laughs> Chris Jobs Steve Jobs maybe Chris Jobs if you if you keep going the way you're going uh, Steve Jobs got up on stage and uh, and made the announcement with the iPhone. Do you see any similarities there? You know what? It, it, yes, if you go back another 10 years before that, which ah. is where um, we had things called WAPs, wireless applications, and they were awful. And um, by the way, uh, Alaska, Africa used WAPs for like 20 more years than the whole rest of the world. And Alaska, uh, Africa, geez, Louise, they're both A and A. Africa um, did some various countries there did some very, very innovative stuff that was way better than what we were using our smartphones for, for a long time. So, however, um, in the States and Canada and North America and the West, what mostly we did were really dumb apps. And like we were like the pinnacle of excitement for us was trying to get a Coke out of a machine with our phone. And, you know, so it just wasn't interesting and we had no key phones that we could play snake on them and it just wasn't interesting. That's, I think, where smart devices are right now. We're doing really dumb things with smart devices, but there's some really neat opportunities. And I think we're just waiting for the right app to make us all get it. You know, that's the one thing Jobs did is he didn't release an iPhone. He released a thousand songs in our pocket into a phone. You know what I mean? He took that iPod promise and said, remember how you've been walking around with your phone library? Well, now you don't need an iPod and a phone. I've just put them together. You can just have the one device. Oh, by the way, I put a camera on it for you. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Right before that, right. that wasn't a thing. And then suddenly, you know, he took away three devices. Well, we're not there with smart devices, but that's what comes. Right. And if I understand you correctly, really, it's it's all about going to be the content that people create in terms of the skills and the functionality that people can bring to these devices to really then make a difference in our lives. Is that a fair uh, statement in terms of what you've said? Yeah, it has to be useful. I mean, a lot of the things that fail are because there's not an immediate use for them. I'm, I'm really a fa- uh, big fan of picking on Snapchat and like their idea of making those spectacles right after Google Glass had failed was sort of like n- about zero people really want to wear a camera around on their face. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, extreme sports people, maybe that's about it. And they already have GoPro. So, that's the other thing with skills and content is you got to make something that might be useful to someone. So you make a, make a cool Alexa flash briefing for, you know, work ideas, make one for, uh, bedtime stories. There's, there's just all kinds of areas that people just haven't fully explored. That would be really useful. Right. Right. So if somebody's out there and they've got a, a, a brand or a company or a nonprofit organization, or maybe they're just passionate about a hobby or that sort of thing, uh, and they wanted to get started in voice, um, what would you recommend? Is it flash briefings? Is it podcast? How, what would be the easiest way for somebody that's sort of dipping their toe into the water here? Well, I mean, if you're just dipping your toe, I would probably just start with the podcast just because it's one less set of technology to figure out. Mm-hmm. But flash briefing is so easy. Like it's, it's ridiculously easy. It's, you know, you set the thing up, you, you, it's almost all of the mechanics of it are the same as a podcast. You just tell your Amazon platform where to go find the little piece of audio. Right. But with the flash briefing, they're expecting daily. And so that kind of immediately throws you into this world of, oh, boy, I've got to make a lot of content fast. And so I would say start a podcast where you, you know, the expectations are weekly or worse. So you can right. go there. Right. Oh, that's great. Well, hey, that's, that's, those are some great, great tips. And, uh, and I really appreciate uh, your input on the on the 
future of voice here and flash briefings. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to tell the audience, particularly we've got a lot of listeners up in Canada, obviously, but we've also got a lot in the United States um, about voice or flash briefings or, or any other uh, tips or tricks you can give them in terms of their marketing? Well, you know, just one last thing about this is that there's a kind of an inclination for people who haven't started a process like this to say, uh, everything's already out there. Yes, everything is already out there. There's always room for something new. There were shows out before and will be shows out after Game of Thrones. We will still need new voices. Uh, there was life before all of the people that you think of as kind of the owners of the internet right now. And your chance is next. You just have to actually create something and continue to maintain it. Yeah, and, and along those lines, like, I, I'm really impressed with the opportunity. I've heard people say this is sort of a, you know, the, uh, the real estate, the, the prime real estate of audio right now. With Like you said, I think there's only four or 5,000 um, flash briefings total in the United States Skills Store. And I don't know how many millions of podcasts and, and certainly millions, if not billions of blogs and so on. So as far as that goes, I think uh, there's a real opportunity there. Absolutely. It's such an open space right now that uh, if you come early to this, you will be standing out just for that. That's wonderful. So, hey, Chris, tell listeners how they can learn more about what you're doing and where they can find you if they want to uh, follow you uh, in more detail or want to contact you and get some help with their own uh, marketing. Um, if you just look up the name Chris Brogan, uh, you'll likely find it. Or you can ask Alexa, who is Chris Brogan. She'll tell you. And uh, I'm always happy to connect. Wonderful. Hey, Chris, well, it's a real pleasure to chat with you. Thanks for some of your insight and your, your knowledge here about audio content and flash briefings. And I encourage the listeners to go check out, check out your flash briefing as well. And, um, and um, yeah, uh, hopefully, listeners, hopefully listeners get a lot out of this and uh, they are inspired to start some of their own audio content. So thanks again, Chris. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. Well, there you go. That's some amazing uh, information from Chris. Thank you to Chris Brogan again for really taking some time out of his uh, busy schedule to come on the podcast and and share some of his knowledge with you, the uh, the community from Alexa in Canada. It really is uh, very much appreciated. And Chris, thank you uh, on behalf of all of the listeners uh, of the podcast. So along those lines, as you may know, uh, flash briefings, I am so... Uh, excited about flash briefings in general. And you may know from the last week's podcast that I have just opened up uh, the most comprehensive course on flash briefings available today. It's called Flash Briefing Formula, and you can find that at flashbriefingformula.com. We cover in this course everything that Chris and I talked about on this podcast and more. We talk about how to go about creating the, the content of your flash briefing. We talk about audio branding and the jingle that you should use. We talk about the length of the, of the uh, flash briefing. We talk about marketing. We talk about the technology. I cover everything with very clear screen capture videos so you can see where to click. So I make the technology as simple as possible. We talk about graphics for your icons. We talk about what makes a good flash briefing in terms of speaking style. We talk about uh, the equipment that you need. We talk about a launching plan. We talk about the marketing of the flash briefing. We talk about even after you've launched your flash briefing, what do you do to stay consistent? We cover it all. And as bonuses in the course, I even include a module on how you can convert your flash briefing into a podcast as well, if that's something that you want to do. As Chris said, uh, podcasts are extremely valuable as well. And so 
the the techniques to produce a flash briefing versus a podcast are actually very similar. So I cover it all. And this course is open right now at flashbriefingformula.com. I am so excited to be able to help you get your message across, whether you're a brand, a, a, a company, a nonprofit organization, an enthusiast about some type of hobby. This is a huge opportunity, as Chris has said. This is prime real estate right now, and there is a land grab going on. And so if you would like to check out the course, you simply go to flashbriefingformula.com, and I will have all the information there about what is included. You can actually see the entire course curriculum, which has close to 50 different videos. Most of them are actually quite short. Uh, and so we cover it all. Like I said, I'm so excited about this course. And uh, most importantly, I think it's really going to help you uh, to get your message across and really take advantage of this unique opportunity that we have right now. So uh, with that being said, again, one more thank you to Chris for sharing his knowledge. Uh, I encourage you to check out flashbriefingformula.com. And I look forward to bringing you yet another awesome guest next week. Take care, everybody. See you over in the course. She's got, she's got skills. skills.